Before we get started, you should probably know that the following podcast contains strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Also, it will almost certainly contain spoilers. Hello and welcome to Minisode 33 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. I'm Mitch Bain, I'm a horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And I'm Andy Stewart, I make sticky pussy horror movies. (laughs) How are you, man? I'm okay, thanks, Mitch. How are you? I'm good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another busy weekend, as you might be able to hear in my voice a little bit. Yeah, who the fuck has a wedding in December? I had a wedding to go to in December. This Um, close to Christmas, I think, is outrageous. (laughs) It was a great day, though. Uh, Yeah, quick shout out to my friends Heather and Tony. They got my uh, yesterday. Congratulations, guys. Yep, uh, it was a great day. Uh, however, I did have a Christmas night out the night before, then I had a wedding, and then I came straight here. And uh, I think that that is written all over both my face and my voice. <laughs> I had a uh, Christmas night out on Friday night as well. How was it? I seem to have injured my back from dancing too hard. Okay. Um, which is probably an indicator of my age <laughs> and my general fitness level. Yeah, all that, or, just like, or, or, just, or, just, or just how much of a rager you had. <laughs> But yeah, um, here we are again, last mini-sode of 2018. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of sad, that. It is a little bit, but yeah, maybe now would be a good time to talk about how we're going to run things over the festive season. Yes. Uh, which, mostly, we're just not. <laughs> we have um, had several people say to us since we started this little venture, fucking hell, at least two episodes a week kicking off, that's quite a lot. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I would certainly agree. Um, so, yeah, we're going to take a little time off. Yeah, in the spirit of that, we're going to have a couple of weeks to ourselves. So, um, Dates for Your Diary. We have got um, our last episode of the year, which is uh, this Friday. This 21st. 21st yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll take a couple of weeks off over Christmas and New Year. We'll be back with a mini-sode on January 7th. Yep, that's the, a Monday. That's right. And the first main episode of 2019 will be January the 11th. Yeah. So I think that now would also be a good time to actually just say thank you to everybody for um, helping getting us to where we are and for sticking with us. Yeah, when we started this, we didn't know if anyone would listen. And uh, yeah, there's people out there who do. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, like, so we didn't think anyone would listen. As it turns out, there are a handful of people that do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we've had a great year and um, that is mostly slash entirely down to you guys. So thank you very much for that. And obviously, again, thanks to um, everyone who's come on and been a guest and brought films on and chatted shit with us and yeah just basically put up with Mitch's ignorance yeah absolutely yeah thank you for having uh, thank you everyone including you guys for having a tolerance for uh, my complete ignorance although I sometimes I can sometimes see the cracks forming in people's patience with that as we go on <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so to recap, uh, final episode of the year this Friday the 21st, we're back with a mini-sode January 7th. And that's not to say that there might not be some surprises dotted throughout the, yeah, in, maybe. The, in the gap. Yeah. Um, but yeah. certainly in terms of the episode structure that you know, that will be on hold until we come back after Christmas. So join us then, and join us now. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me now! <laughs> 
So, what have you been watching this week? Well, I finally caught up with something I was I've been wanting to see for a while. Oh yeah, uh, I checked out John Turtle Hobbs, The Meg. Oh, <laughs> okay. I haven't seen this. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, tell me everything about your impressions of the Meg. Uh, yeah. Um, based on the book by Steve Alton, it's uh, a massive shark film, as mm-hmm. we know, uh, <laughs> and it's neither one thing or the other. Okay. Yeah, and obviously Jason Statham stars as uh, uh, Jonas Taylor. He's a aquatic rescue diver, like a really deep sea rescue diver. Okay. Who early on in the film is rescuing people from this nuclear submarine that's kind of ran aground under the sea. While he's kind of down there rescuing people, um, something's banging on the outside of the submarine, mm-hmm. and he ultimately has to leave a couple of guys behind. Obviously they die And he kind of struggles to deal with that And he goes and lives on a beach in Thailand And drinks beer on a beach in Thailand okay. um, Another pod goes down That conveniently has his ex-wife on it Oh wow, okay um, yeah, that is To kind of travel through this thermocline Which is like a, a layer of kind of Gas that kind of separates What they believe to be the bottom of the Mariana Trench Okay. Beyond that they're like What we think is the bottom's not really the bottom There's a whole other world under there Okay. And so they venture down through this thermocline into this whole other world, they're quite right. And um, what they find is that uh, prehistoric megalodon uh, exists down there. I see. Okay. And uh, yeah, it makes its presence known. Yeah. And makes its way to the surface and back up to, I guess, closer waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, just basically goes around munching people. Um, Is this any good? Like I say, it's neither one thing or the other. It's not good. It's not bad. Okay. It's decidedly average. Am I not saying this is an Asian production? American and Chinese co-production. Right, okay. So um, one thing that I read about at the time, or that I heard people saying about at the time, is that it's obviously, it's very much pitched at that market rather than here. Yeah, and I think that comes across uh, in some of the humour in it as well. Oh, really? Yeah, the humour feels very reminiscent of like Asian cinema. Okay. And the way humour's handled in Asian cinema rather than Western cinema. Right. It's also, it's quite, um, am I right in saying that it's light on both kind of uh, sexual stuff and also gore? Yeah, I mean, there is some gore in it. Some. The thing that I just kept thinking is, like, these are just, like, grains of rice to the Meg. Like, these sure. these people, like, uh, I mean, this is a fucking giant shark. Uh-huh. Like, it's fucking massive. The, t- the fact that it's picking to kill these people, to me, just doesn't make any sense because uh, <laughs> they are so nothing to it. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, Statham kind of, he becomes, he's obviously the man and he, there's a, a kind of interesting scene at the end where it's kind of him versus the Meg, okay. <laughs> like uh, man versus shark, which I was desperately hoping would uh, would be in there. <laughs> oh, naturally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but there's some other, there's some cool people in there. Um, Cliff Curtis is in there, and um, Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson, in there. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was, yeah. But there's just something really jarring about the performances, and I don't know if it is the kind of the fact that it's being made and produced for primarily the the Asian market. Uh huh. And I mean, it did massive business. It did over something like five hundred million dollars. I think it wound up taking. Oh, it's monstrous, yeah. Um, and I would absolutely almost guarantee that a sequel was imminent. Oh, you reckon, yeah? <laughs> oh, I would say so. I mean, okay. there's actually nothing in the film that would indicate that to be the case. Right, okay. It's not set up um, for one, you mean? Well, it, it, weirdly, the ending is, like, the way the credits work, it's like descending back down through the thermocline. Right, right, right. And right. I was like, ah, there's also going to be another big shot down here. <laughs> and then the credit roll starts, and you're like, well... So it just cuts to black, and it's oh, a see. credit roll. That's um, kind of weird. Okay. Like, oh, I don't really... So kind of pass marks for the Meg, then? 
that is what it is. Sure. It's a big daft shark film. Right. I can see myself making time for it in the future. Yeah. It delivers on big sharks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the main um, thing. Yeah. So yeah, really the Meg's all I've watched this week. All right, okay. Um, I have a couple. Um, I, for the first time ever, actually, and people have been telling me to watch it for a really long time, but I jumped on a shutter and watched Lake Mungo. All right, I like Lake Mungo. Yeah, I like it too. Uh, for anyone that hasn't seen it, it's a kind of a mockumentary mm-hmm. um, about um, a girl that goes missing and ultimately dies. Yeah. And uh, just about the investigation into the circumstances surrounding that. It's pretty scary, I think. Yeah, the impact yeah. on a family. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's a massive, like, that's kind of the angle that the whole thing's approached from. Yeah. Um, yeah, really interesting film. I think I had a really good time with it. Um, pretty harrowing. <laughs> um, ventures into some really dark territory in a way that I felt was really effective. Um, no, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. I also went back to, for the first time in a while, and it's genuinely one of my favourite films, Full Stop. Okay. But I haven't seen it in a while. It showed at Fright Fest, I think, maybe three, four years ago. Missed it there. And caught up with it later. It was Coherence. Oh, right, okay. Week. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, which actually, like, I, it's another one that it's weird that I haven't talked about it on here before because I love it so much. <laughs> but um, it's basically, it's like an absolute micro-budget sci-fi film where I think most of the best sci-fi films in the last few years that I've seen tend to be made on no money. <laughs> you know, things like uh, Sound of My Voice and Another Earth and um, Eye Origins and things like that. Very much feels like one of those. But Coherence is basically, it's like these, uh, these four couples gather for like a dinner party and it's this deceptively simple setup that ends up being this kind of uh, multiple timeline, multiverse thing. Uh, it never, well, I'm going to say that it never really ventures outside the house, but it does, but in ways that I think the less you know going in, the better kind of thing. But it's basically this kind of like fairly dense, fairly cerebral sci-fi that's set around the dinner party. It's about 80 minutes long and I absolutely love it. I've seen it a bunch of times. It's probably also the film that I've got the biggest hit rate for uh, recommending it to people and people really liking it. Have you seen it? No, no. Haven't you? No, I haven't. Oh, you should. I will take this as my recommendation and I will watch it. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. No, Coherence is a big favourite of mine. And I just, uh, I moved house this week and uh, we don't have Wi Fi in the flat yet. So I kind of like, I just went with, like, I've got a handful of DVDs. But you do have a puppy. We do. Yeah, yeah. It's my flatmate's dog. But yeah, she's (laughs) amazing. Uh, So I kind of just had to go with what I had to hand. Right. For watching. And uh, I kind of I settled back and watched Coherence for the millionth time this week. But it just occurred to me that I've never mentioned it on here and I love it. I do have one more, but... He does indeed. Just the one this week for similar Wi-Fi reasons. Right. But uh, before I moved out of the place I've been living, my last... Uh, like kind of like my last order of business was that I uh, jumped on a shutter, watched Demons. Oh yeah, yeah! You sent me a screen grab of you watching Demons. Yes. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah, um, and how did you find it? Loved it. Loved yeah? it. So much fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's great. Um, it's some incredible practical stuff in that. Yeah, film. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, a lot of fun. I really, really loved it. Um, Amazing I, soundtrack. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really weird actually. I think like uh, to have something like kind of like eighties pop standards in it. You've got like the cult and Go West and all that. Yeah, on like there. you really, really fucking weird kind of stuff. Like, I think, I think <laughs> they're in it. Yeah, yeah. Like I uh, know it's it's mad. But um, it's really interesting. I also noticed that Demons 2 is also on Shudder. And Demons 2 is equally bonkers. I, 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 I would actually say even a shade more bonkers. Ah, fantastic. Yeah. No, I, I'll definitely get around to it. I thought Demons was great. So I think that takes me to 38. Have you done the math? Uh, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I, th- I, th- I think we're at 38. So um, Hurtling, I was going to say Hurtling, crawling towards the halfway point. <laughs> Very much crawling, Mitch. Yeah, but um, so that was my view in this week. I kind of had to, I kind of had to go with what was available. Okay, that, that's fine. That's um, fine. At least you're doing one. Yeah, exactly. I think that like um, and I'm heading home over Christmas, so I've got every intention of coming back having a few under my belt. 
I'm going to be home for a solid week. So I'm going to like, there's no excuse and I'll get a few more burned off, I don't think. Yeah, because you don't, you don't really want to spend that much time with your family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else going on. Mm. Can, like, no. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to try and rack up a few more of those. Cool. But that's it for the viewing this week, so... What have they been saying? And once again, um, a fair amount this week um, on a number of topics. Yes, yeah, from old to new. Yeah, so I think that um, if we're going to go chronologically, um, I've got stuff on Master of the Universe, Portergeist, and a couple of odds and sods. You got anything earlier than that? You got anything from Jaws? I've got something from Jaws. Okay, yeah, cool. Sure. Uh, Caitlin Downs got in touch at Caitlin M Downs, saying thoroughly enjoyed the Jaws: The Revenge episode of Strong Violent PC. AJ Bowen was so articulate about the film and the novelisation and really got across how it was a door opener to how film worked. Very cool, even if the shark roars like a lion. It sure does. And I think that articulate is a good way of describing how AJ was in the episode. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, also for our UK listeners, apparently, I think it's ITV3 next Saturday. You can watch Jaws of Revenge for yourself. Yes. Um, um, in, in whatever edited format ITV3 choose to show it in. Yeah, good old uh, film fan Stevie got in touch and um, let us know that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, big thank you for that also. Is that all you've got on Jaws? It is, yes. Right, in that case, let's have a wee jump ahead to Masters of the Universe then. Um, Hannah got in touch. Uh, good old Hannah underscore Ray. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so we had Tristan Risk on doing Masters of the Universe, but um, with some tangential input from uh, Jen Soska's dog, uh, Princess Diana. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Hannah got in touch saying, I feel that Princess Diana had a lot of constructive thoughts on this topic. Staying with Masters of the Universe, James Patrick Duffy got in touch. Right. Mm-hmm. On Facebook. Saying, we'd like to thank Mitch for repeatedly mentioning how young he was when he watched some He-Man. He was really young. Like a properly young child when he saw some He-Man. Really young. Not making some of us feel old at all. Shut up, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I totally didn't realise that I'd done that. And then yeah. when he said it, I wasn't it back and I was like, oh god, yeah, I do actually mention that quite a bit. I was like, yeah, I was only like four. I say that almost constantly. Having youth on your side must be nice, Mitch. Youth, I am 32 years old, Andy, come on. And I am considerably older. Have <laughs> <laughs> um, you got anything, uh, anything Masters of the Universe you want to mention? I don't have anything in regards to Masters of the Universe. Okay. Um, what I do have is just a little miscellaneous point here from Sheridan Knott. Oh, yeah, okay. At Nazi, just saying, it's happened at Strong and Violent PC. Yes! At 80s All Over have covered Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it is all over the podcast, of course. The podcast, yeah. That, that was in no way supposed to be a representation of how Sheridan not talks. Yeah, he's got a very reserved manner of speaking, Sheridan. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, that was just me kind of... Just adding some colour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is all over. They've done an episode on Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, they've, well, they've mentioned it in one of their, in one of their episodes, yeah. Cool, okay. Um, they, they, in so much as they've covered it. Yeah, sure. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, double that up. Head back to episode two of our show. Yeah, and listen to Mr. Billy Kirkwood talk pretty effusively about uh, that very film. Yeah, he's an enthusiastic man. Poltergeist 3, I've got a rake of stuff. Oh yeah, I've got a pile of stuff here too. Um, yeah, like, yeah, decent whack of things. Um, Chelsea Burden got in touch on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, all I remember about this week's film choice is it scared the bejesus out of me as a young kid. Not seen it since, so looking forward to tracking it down for the episode. <laughs> um, we haven't heard back since. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how that went down. Uh, just let's know. Um, <laughs> uh, Sandy got it as well on Twitter, at Sandy75Mars. It's Friday. Rewatched this yesterday, and I still think that there's a certain charm about this film. Not a great film, but not a bad one. No, I don't think. Again, it, it kind of falls into that. Um, it's neither one thing or the other camp that the Meg falls into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, like, it's flawed, but it's not It's not a waste of time either. Yeah. 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 Uh, Riddles of the Podcast getting in touch on Instagram to say, doesn't this have some drinking game? Take a shot every time someone says Caroline and get hooked up to a dialysis machine by the halfway point. <laughs> um, 
Uh, to be honest, I, I don't think you'd see the halfway point. Um, I think I mentioned in the episode that there are 121 instances of Caroline yeah. uh, within the film, so death is certain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think as we touched on this, um, that exact thing in the episode, I think a drinking game for that would kill you. <laughs> like, hands down. Also on Twitter, we've got Screenfiles at Screenfiles. Are you people alert? Yeah, yeah, saying, I really, really liked Portergeist 3. Not as much as the original, but it's pretty damn interesting in its own right. I think that's fair. I think I think that um, I think it is an interesting film. Uh, we also had Dennis Extra Atherton getting in touch. Um, he said, "Listening now, I've been looking forward to this one, but he wrote it backwards in a mirror style." Yeah, which I quite like. Quite enjoy a decent amount of effort. Yeah, I like the time it obviously takes to do that. Yeah, like a fair amount of graft involved in that. So yeah, very much appreciated. Um, I most of the other stuff I have is kind of like miscellaneous things. Cool. I've got another thing here then from at Darren Gaskill, of course. Saying this week's strong violent PC takes the dodgy elevator to various levels of Poltergeist 3. <laughs> Pint size exposition delivery vessel ahoy, not Carol Kane. <laughs> and uh, grab the podcast now. Thanks for that, Darren. Yeah, thanks, Darren. Have you got anything else on Poltergeist 3 before we move on? No. no. Okay, in that case, just the odd point. Um, uh, film fan Stevie got in touch and uh, with a good idea. Said, I got an idea for future episodes. After you've announced the film for the Friday show, mention where people can watch it, either on DVD, Shudder, Netflix, or any other platform. This way people can find the next film before listening to the next episode. Stevie, great shout. We did do that for a while. Yeah, and I, I think I commented back. That's totally on us. Yeah, we've been and, lagging on that Yeah, front. we just totally haven't done it. We've just totally <laughs> fucking stopped doing it for some reason. I don't really know why. Uh, but yeah, we'll certainly start to do it with effect from... Yeah. Today. As of now. Yeah. As of this episode, we will tell you where you can watch this week's film. Mm. Uh, that is my lot for now. Unless you got anything else? I don't know. Right, well, I do have some others, but... It's Mitch's Pitches! It is once again time for another round of Mitch's Pitches. Hey! Should I explain it? Yeah. Well, okay. You yes. didn't why why'd you even ask that? Mitch's Pitches is a feature on the show that is designed to exploit my ignorance for your entertainment. As we record, Andy will send me a picture to my phone. This picture will be of a poster from a horror film from years gone by. He will remove the title, the tagline, any identifying text. All I'll be getting is the kind of key image. Yeah. Um, this, of course, preys on the fact that I have seen no films. Um, and as a result, I probably won't know what the poster is for, statistically. Um, that's, um, so I'll fill in the blanks on my own. I'll give it a title, synopsis, and uh, yeah, I'll also describe the image to the best of my ability. <laughs> um, we'll also, we'll put this all over the place. This image will be on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything. By the time this episode is out, it's going to be out there, so you can pull it up, take a look for yourself. Yep. And also, we'll be looking for your suggestions afterwards for uh, your own titles. So. Yeah, this is, I like this bit. This is the bit I've got no vision of. Yeah, of course. So, before we get into this week's one, let's take a look at the suggestions that we got. For last week. So last week we had Frightmare. We did, yeah. Which I uh, reappropriated as the 1976 chamber piece, Ships in the Night. <laughs> um, so this image is all over Facebook, Twitter as well. You want to pull it up, uh, might be a good idea. We did have some suggestions. Okay. Um, a couple in there. Um, so, starting with uh, the Facebook uh, suggestions. James Plum got in mm-hmm. touch. Saying, 1983's, my uncle's tattoo has come to life and is trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah yeah. Which, it's very uh, much that kind of skull with a dagger through it yeah, yeah. I, I quite enjoyed that I must say um, Antonis Constantini got in touch as well uh, saying cocaine Pinky Pete and the uninsurable house on Hell Hill <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like that one a lot <laughs> okay 
Uh, okay. Sheridan um, uh, Knott gets in touch saying Young Yorick, the bonkers years. A couple of people shouting up with Yorick stuff. Right, okay. Um, Mark Logan was going to do a Yorick one, but then stepped in with uh, something that I thought was even better. He said, um, oh, now I remember. It's the 1989 video shop staple. These images do not appear anywhere in this motion picture. <laughs> Yeah, Which yeah. I, I think it's also superb. And uh, Paddy Base on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, with Skullface versus Handman 2, Cliffs of the Solitary Bat. Right, <laughs> yeah, just say what you see, Paddy. Like right, say what you see. Right down the line. <laughs> so um, I would say that's the pick of uh, of this week. So it's as ever on you to choose our winner. Uh, it's got to be Cocaine Pinky Pete. And to this Constanta News, Cocaine Pinky Pete and the Uninsurable House on Hell Hill is this yeah. week's winner. <laughs> <laughs> this has got to be that's that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, there's yeah, there's so much effort involved. It's so particular. <laughs> so let's do this. To the last Mitch's pitch of the year. Oh yeah, so it is. Prepare yourself for the image is inbound. This is too much excitement for one day. Oh here we go. Okay. Right. <laughs> Quite a simple image. Yeah, pretty simple. Yeah, not, not gonna be too much. Uh, not gonna be too much explaining needing done. But we're on a beach here. But I would or say potentially it, yeah. a desert. <laughs> like I mean, like there's loads of sand and virtually no water that I can see. Either way, a lot of sand. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the background, very far off in the background, uh, you've got um a sunset and um loads of uh, kind of revelers. Right. On the beach. Okay. Uh, they're all chilling out. Um, but in the and yeah, like there's very little going on that's identifiable there. But like a lot of people, kind of on sun lingers, that kind of thing. In the foreground of the image, we have a woman who I think it's fair to say she's in a state of some distress. I, I think this could be the the image that would accompany that phrase in the dictionary. Yeah, I would agree. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the most possibly the most distressed face of any of them that we've had so far, with the exception maybe the four people from the poster of Motel Hell. <laughs> um, so we have a woman. She's wearing a uh, purple bikini. She has got fair to brown hair. Um, her arms in the air. She's screaming, and she's buried up to her waist in the sand. Yeah, and that's literally all. That's and pretty much it. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a pretty simple one. Um, so, as ever, I'm just going to need a quick second to gather my thoughts. Of course, yeah. Take take as much time as you need, Mitch. Okay. Are you getting on? I'm almost there. Okay. Right. Okay. Let's do this. You happy? You can. You happy to go ahead? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Let's go. So. Let's do it. So, um, I am going to go with for a logline. Yeah. A rowdy spring break turns sour for four young college students as revelers in a beachside town are lured to their doom by grotesquely deformed sand-dwelling humanoids. Okay. And that is uh, the synopsis of 1984's Mr. Sandman Bring Me a Scream. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, Uh, yeah, no, uh, it's a better title than the real title. Um, Also, this would have passed for Nightmare Beach. Potentially, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, again, you wouldn't if you'd said Nightmare Beach, you wouldn't have been far off the mark. Oh, really? No, because it's uh, the year is nineteen eighty, so oh, not okay. a million miles away, and the film is uh, Jeffrey Bloom's Blood Beach. Oh, Blood Beach. Blood okay. Beach. Well, so, what's Blood Beach about? <laughs> Something or someone is attacking people one by one on the beach. Could be a humanoid. Could be a humanoid. Yep. Some of them are mutilated, but most of them are sucked into the sand, disappearing without a trace. What is the creature responsible? Where does it live and where did it come from? And is there any chance of it reproducing? I was so close. (laughs) (laughs) 
like that's definitely the closest I've come. Obviously not title wise, the title was garbage, but like um but <laughs> <laughs> But in terms of getting the synopsis right, that's practically on it. That's quite close. Yeah, yeah I mean it's uh, pretty close. I, I mean don't get me wrong, I mean like there's a limited amount like there's a limited amount you could guess with that poster. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's pretty good. I'm quite happy with that. Glad for you. <laughs> I'm glad for you. Someday, someday. But someday you'll get it right on the nose. Yeah, but give us a shout um, with, uh, obviously, your alternative titles for that one as well. Always fun to hear those. And congratulations once again to Antonis for uh, winning out this week. Yes. Right. Well done. Well done. Uh, so, podcast recommendation. Yeah, it's my turn, I think. It is indeed, yeah. Um, let's just take a jump back then to one that I've just mentioned five minutes ago. Uh, 80s All Over. Ah, okay, okay. So, 80s All Over is hosted by Scott Weinberg and Drew McWeeny. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they they basically, every episode, they take one month from a year of the 80s, and they talk about the films that came out that that month. That's a cool format. Good or bad. Yeah. And then, obviously, the next week, it's the next month, and so on, all the way through the 80s. I think they're on about 1984 at this point. It's definitely worth a listen. It's really good. That's a really f- that's a fun format as well. I like that, mm-hmm. very easy to follow along and that kind of thing. So it is all over. It is all over. Drew McWeenie, I am a fan of in terms of Twitter presence. And yeah, things like that. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I, I mm-hmm. always am interested in hear his input on things. Mm-hmm. Same with Scott Weinberg, actually. That's yeah. that's a good that's a good hosting duo. I'm surprised I haven't listened to that before. Well, I think you should. I and, think I should uh, perhaps you can do it when you're back up the road. In between watching Shortwave's 100 films. Yeah, when I'm sharking all my familial obligations to watch <laughs> films and listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so as we get to the any other business point of the show sure. I think that we should just do what we've been doing for the last couple of weeks and just mention once again that we are looking for some input for a listener's choice episode that we're going to be doing hopefully in January yes so um, we have got a previous guest a guest from a previous show to uh, to come back they've agreed to come back um, this time they won't be choosing the film you will yeah. Um, so we are looking for you to get in touch with us exclusively by email, please. Uh, Stronglanguagevanglantscenes at gmail.com. And let us know which film that fits the format you'd like to hear us talking about. Uh, we want to know your relationship with the film, how you got into it, um, what it is that you like about it, why you think it's underappreciated or underseen. And um, we'll... We're gonna like we're gonna filter these a little bit, but we're gonna come down to like a few contenders that we think are good calls. We've had some amazing ones so far, yeah, and we will need to filter it because we've had some that just pretty wide, are, wide are not, Yeah, they've, they've they've swung wide. Yeah. But thanks anyway because it's still cool to read them. Yeah, no, always. Yeah, yeah. But like we're gonna basically distill it down to some finalists, and then I think we're gonna draw them out of a hat. Yeah. Um, so that'll be coming in January, but we like I say we've had some amazing responses so far, and we'd love to hear from you. So that's strong language violent scenes at gmail.com. Let us know if you were on the show. Which film you choose and why. So, on to this week then. On to this week. So, we've decided that we're going to end the year the way we started it. Yeah, with just the two of us. Yeah, we're going to have an Andy vs. Mitch episode to round out 2018. And I believe, since I unsuccessfully defended Scream 4 most recently, uh-huh. um, it falls to you again. It does, yeah. And I think in keeping with the season, I'm going to go with something festive. Okay. Which I think makes perfect sense. I agree. Um, I don't know if you've seen this one. Perhaps okay. Perhaps you haven't. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to go with uh, Lewis Jackson's 1980 Christmas Evil. Christmas Evil? I've not. You haven't seen it? No. Well, I can tell you where you can see it. Okay. Uh, you can find it on Shudder. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. So cool. it's available to watch on Shudder. So, Stevie, I hope that placates you. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. Christmas Evil. Okay, great. I mean, we should just we should just have this as this kind of like as effectively our kind of Christmas do. What do you mean? Yeah, you know, like, let's get some festive food, some drinks. Have we not had enough Christmas parties between us? <laughs> 
Well, either way, we're going festive yeah, we somewhat are. appropriately this Friday, December 21st. So it's an Andy vs. Mitch episode, and Andy's chosen Christmas Evil. Yes. And that's available on Shudder. So uh, get, yourself, uh, get, get yourself caught up. We'll be here Friday discussing that. But if you want to get in touch with uh, some thoughts on this or anything else that we've talked about today... There are loads of ways you can do that. Facebook and Instagram, Strong Language Violent Scenes. You can tweet us as well at Strong Violent PC. And you can, of course, as we just mentioned, email Scenes at gmail.com. Yep, and please, 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 wherever you're listening to us, and I know we're just about everywhere now, uh, just take a couple of wee seconds to drop us a like or a wee mini review or some stars or whatever it is you need to do, subscribe, whatever. Uh, yeah, and just show us your support by doing that little thing because it does help us in the long run. And I noticed that people have been doing that recently, yeah. so thank you very much for that. Thanks, very guys. appreciated. But yeah, we'll be back this Friday, 8 a.m. GMT, talking Christmas Evil. Join us then if you can. In the meantime, don't forget, it is better to die a hero then live as food in a world of chuds. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean. 